0: Oh my gosh. Nate. It looks like one of the Ugnaughts got out of the carbon freezing chamber again. I haven't seen an nugnot running around. Are you sure? How do, it's right over there.
1: No? We've we've gone through this before. That's that that's Cade. That's that's my
0: kid, dude. No, dude, I'm not an idiot, all right? I remember your kid. He sits in the little high chair thingy and whatever those babies sit in. I don't remember look point is he can't walk around and do things dude he's one now it's been so long
1: since we last recorded that he has learned to stand and walk some since then
0: kids don't walk that fast it i didn't start walking until i was like five
1: that's depressing but that, that doesn't address this situation that is my son right over there you can see when he turns and looks at you you can see
0: that's my son i uh, see a little pig now. <sighs>
1: that's a pacifier
0: huh i really don't know anything about kids
1: that boss
0: we can agree on
1: enjoy your stay i suggest a new strategy you truly belong here with us fun cloud
0: don't get excited welcome scoundrels to another episode of cloud city casino your destination for star wars and gaming and i'd like to thank you for visiting us in our fabulous podcast in the clouds i'm the administrator of this facility and your host and joining me your other host nathan p butler Hey, everybody, and
1: uh, I guess we should mention, again, as has been the case for most of our recent episodes, Cade is here. He is going to be in the background, so you may hear the baby babble. Uh, he may express some opinions about, I guess, Armada, maybe, again, as he tends to?
0: Yep. It's, it's so funny how it's always Armada where he's like,
1: <laughs> He'd be very excited about some of the new Armada news. I mean, there's not a lot of it, but
0: i'm sure you'll be very excited well before we get into that i actually wanted to say something and i haven't brought it up to you um before i was saving it to when we were actually recording um and you know really just a suggestion for anyone i'm sure pretty much anybody who listens to this probably already listened to it but just in case you haven't go listen to the newest episode of beyond the films i thought you guys did a fantastic job on that episode
1: oh thank you very much yeah that was our um Uh, It was actually, it was meant to be our episode for Alphabet Squadron, but we pushed that back because we had some, we had two people basically ask, you know, to sort of take stock of things since the reboot.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I thought that was such a great, especially at this point. I mean, it's what, been five years? Five years. Five years. And the idea sort of was to try to take
1: stock and not, not take the, oh, this was a horrible thing side and not necessarily take the, this was all amazing side, but try to take, you know, an intellectually honest sort of you know, let's just look at it in general. How is it going? I know he wants my microphone. <laughs> um, he's like, what is that big white thing now that I can stand up and reach it? <laughs> right. um, but yeah, I mean, we just decided we wanted to take, you know, kind of as uh, just a standard, you know, just sit down and discuss approach, no agenda, no notes really either. Right. Uh, for the most part, just to kind of riff on it, try to answer some of the questions people had brought up. Um, but I thought it was important because and we thought it was important because one of the posters who responded to the original suggestion made the comment that basically what they need was sort of a, a bit of Star Wars. I think the the phrase was therapy or something like that. The right. idea of just kind of needing an outlet right? because of all the stress out there within fandom and this idea that, you know, sometimes you just need that rational discussion to just kind of sit down. And we try to do that. We don't get to do it as often as we like because with that particular show, we try to do it uh, late in the evening because he's on the – the west coast so that kate is also not you know running around in the middle of it um but that that happens even less often than we get to record believe it or not
0: yeah well i mean i honestly i i i loved it so much because and and like you said talking about like the, the star wars therapy and everything i think with something like star wars right even if you're not having problem you know like even if you're not negative about any new stuff or whatever if you're just like oh yeah i love all this new stuff and everything i think going from the 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 pre disney era to now i think there's been a lot of change and even if you are like oh that everything is great it's so it's it's been hitting you so fast and there's been so many differences and stuff i think it's it's great for anyone who, who's been you know as vested as us and and a lot of uh, our listeners are to kind of have an outlet to sort of discuss things, mull them over and kind of, you know, sort of process and, and mentally put things in order. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's like anything else. Right. Everything seems like it's running so fast that, you know, you don't get a chance to sort of stop. I believe the line. I forget what it was from. Um, I Wow. I don't remember where I first heard it. Um, it may have been from a book. It may have been from Babylon 5 or something. I honestly don't remember. But there was the line, uh, Selah, mm-hmm. um, or the word Selah, which meant pause and consider. It's, it's sort of that taking a breath to take everything in thing. And we don't get a chance to do that often enough. And I know that that I certainly feel like that's the case. Um, yeah, Kate's yeah, <laughs> like, duh, uh, Dad,
0: I've been telling you. <laughs> Well, the
1: the biggest part of it is, you know, with with him and with work and with everything else, um, let alone all the fandom stuff. Everybody's got life going on and they're trying to keep up with fandom and that sort of thing that it often does come to a point where it feels like everything is just sort of spinning and spinning and spinning. And if you really think about it. You're not quite sure where the brake pedal is. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes it just doesn't feel like we can take those moments. So to be able to, to deliberately say we are going to take this moment to look back was a, was a very good suggestion, and uh, I'm glad that we, we took it. Uh, the actual episode number, for those who are curious, I decided to take a look yeah exactly
0: he's looking it up (laughs) yep he's looking it up uh it is star
1: wars beyond the films episode number 243 released on august 31st 2019 over at starwarsreport.com if you're trying to find the episode he's talking about uh so yeah I, i appreciate that it was you know i i was hoping we would do well with that i like I really like the episodes where we get a chance to just kind of talk about something that is broader. So I'm wondering if our format might need to start shifting that direction since, you know, it's very difficult to record a timely review of a book when it's months between the times you can record and that sort of thing, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. And, and another thing too is, yeah, you thought, I know you got a bit overwhelmed by Mark on the, um, the uh, discussion of Luke Skywalker. But I actually, uh, I was like, oh, no, like everything was nice, concise. He, you know, he he kind of uh, really enunciated everything and stuff rather than when I was last podcasting with him on the Star Wars Report. And he just like goes off like a freaking <laughs> rocket. And I was like, where yeah. are you going? <laughs> yeah. And
1: that's one of those things. I mean, that's it's it's difficult whenever there is a central character and a central concept. It's difficult not to make that a big part of, you know. Uh, sort of looking at you know the grand scheme of things for right, it right. Um, um but yeah so it was it was good it was it was a good discussion and i'm glad like i said i'm glad that we did it i'm just um i wonder you know how many folks out there also kind of felt like they needed that decompression and hopefully we'll find other outlets for decompression that don't require us to wait until the 10th anniversary assuming that i am still podcasting at that point because uh, you will be Good lord, this is this is what seventeen years so far? Dude, (laughs) by
0: that time by that time, you'll have to do like a third podcast with Cade.
1: That's true. But but by that I was thinking see see you're thinking more optimistically. I was thinking by that time he'll be in school and I can actually podcast
0: during the day. What are you talking about? We're podcasting during the day now. And he's he's and like, already work you know. I mean, that's the thing. He's learning early. He's like, oh, let me get those zingers in there.
1: In the words of George Carlin, some people just need
0: practical advice.
1: Ah! Whoa, okay. I'm sorry. You'll be included.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Oh, but yeah, it's, um, that's one thing I'll say, too. If uh, I don't know how much feedback you guys have gotten on it already, but if anyone has listened to that episode or you plan to, uh afterwards go over and, and uh hit them up and you'll know, just say real quick the some of the places that they can you know best best reach you for sure. Beyond the Films?
1: Sure. So uh on Facebook it's facebook.com slash SW Beyond Films, uh with no the in there. Same thing on Twitter. Um and uh, the email address is, uh, gosh, is it swBeyondFilms at Fanworks dot com? I believe. Um, could be Star Wars Beyond the Films at Star Wars, or maybe Beyond the Films at fanworks dot com. The email address is escaping me right now because <laughs> we hardly ever use it. Um, but yeah, the social media is good, and uh, yeah, we'll pick up with that. Uh, we're going to do a listener feedback episode at some point with stuff from that. Aha. I looked it up for myself. Yes, it is SW Beyond Films at StarWarsFanWorks.com. So it's SW Beyond Films in all three places. And Excellent. I really, really should have known that from memory, but I, I blanked on it. I blame the child because he can't speak in his own defense yet.
0: That's the best way to do it, my man. So, all right. Well, of course, uh, as much as I do like talking about it, this is not the Star Wars Beyond the Films fan reaction podcast. That's that's, that's for someone else really, to come up with it should be <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, yeah, it probably should be, uh <laughs> but no, we uh we talk about star Wars, tabletop, and video games, so let's I mean, let's talk about the uh the tabletop stuff first, um, sure, and you know one thing, I know you've got a lot more uh on this than I do, so I'll just kinda hit my thing real quick. I recently purchased a lot of the um the card decks on uh Amazon because of course from the uh the LCG. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Be-
1: I recently gave my entire full LCG collection to Mark. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice kids. No, no, so <laughs> <laughs> He's like, where are my cards? <laughs> He's like, what were you thinking, fool? <laughs> we could have played that. I'm almost old enough. No, I think it's like what, five and up? It's probably even higher Something than like that. that. It'll, it'll be a few time. years
1: by which time there'll be another game, or or God forbid he'll be into Destiny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. like
1: I want the dice, Daddy. They're so
0: cool looking. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I can I'm. I'm actually trying to look up to see which ones. Uh, that I that I actually have here or that I picked up, but I I can tell you it's not too hard to find. It's uh, a lot of the ones that I, I picked up were basically somewhere between like a dollar and some change up to like two dollars and some change um yeah the most expensive one i picked up was oh hold on there's more i picked up several yeah the most expensive one was two dollars and 76 uh since the uh meditation and mastery because of course that game has been since discontinued but i figured for you know less than three dollars for six packs of them i'm like yeah i'll get it maybe i'll play it one day but if not i already have a ton of them uh why not go ahead and just try to finish out this set if they're going to be selling for you know a couple bucks and uh at least have some great artwork on them
1: nice yeah it's a fun game it just it it wasn't one we got a chance to play all that much um so it was not one i was hanging on to but i will say um it's interesting you mentioned that. Like I was speaking of LCGs, I was actually looking at LCGs in the time since we've last discussed anything. Um, I've dove headfirst heavily into Mansions of Madness Second Edition, okay, um, from Fantasy Flight, and into the Tiny Epic Games from Gamelin. So uh, in all that whole process of looking at and picking up all the Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition stuff, I started looking at the equivalent LCG from Fantasy Flight. Um, but it's one of those where I kind of feel like it's the way that the the Star Wars LCG was near the end of its cycle, which was if you want to get into it, good lord, there's too much out there right. Um, to try to jump into. Um, so I didn't do that. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, now at least with the LCG for Star Wars, you know that it's over. You're not going to be looking at more stuff being produced, so it's easier to go back and collect. Uh, I just wonder if we're going to run into a situation where anything becomes super expensive because of lack of availability. Um, Though I I wonder if that's going to be different with Mansions of Madness than it is. So so with Mansions of Madness, what happened was they had – and this is an instant. We talk about Fantasy Flight Games being a company that's really good with the consumer relations stuff. Right. But they did something that wound up sort of screwing fans and helping fans at the same time, depending on your perspective. Uh So there was a Mansions of Madness first edition, and basically you had all the main – like all but one player. They were the investigators, and the one other player was the uh, keeper, I think they called it, who sort of ran the the bad guys of it. Kind of like with Imperial Assault where you have all the rebels except the one player playing the Imperial if you're not playing with the app. And the idea was that they put out a few expansions, and they were like, nope, we're going to retool this, we're going to relaunch it as second edition, we're going to have an app, kind of like what now exists with Legends of the Alliance uh, for Imperial Assault, he's so angry about it, um, <laughs> that um, basically was going to run the Keeper side so that everybody could play a fully co-op or fully solo game uh-huh. with the app handling everything else. Right. And in doing so, they didn't relaunch the exact same product. So they basically said, hey, here's this conversion kit so that if you have the old stuff, you can play with it, kind of like they did with X-Wing. But enough people jumped into the new game without ever having played the old game that they're like, hey, we want that stuff too. So they put out two packages of stuff, uh, recurring nightmares and suppressed memories, I think they were called. Um, And they repackaged the old stuff. But they didn't remake any of it. They didn't reprint any of it, reproduce any of it. It was just whatever stock was left, basically, it looks like. And so what has happened is that those have become incredibly rare because people want them. It adds to the game. But unless you go find them, you know, find the old sets that are still kind of expensive uh, or those – uh, those are already extremely expensive unless you just luck out and find a place to still have them. I mean, one of those packages is about 150 bucks plus a lot of times on eBay to the point where when I got them, because the only things that actually have words on them are the names of the tiles for each room, I actually ordered the Italian versions for retail price that are coming to me from Amazon Italy. So they sort of tried to make it so that those who used to play the game could still be able to play in the new one with their stuff. But at the same time, did it in such a way that because they went out of print immediately because they weren't really printed per se, all of a sudden the prices shot up. I don't think we'll see that with the LCG because it's, with Mansions of Madness, there's still that drive of it's a currently ongoing game right, driving people to try to get the old stuff. But it's possible. It makes me wonder if there was anything for the LCG that had a particularly limited print run that might come back and bite players now, I don't think there were. I never I don't remember ever hearing about shortages of a particular pack or a need for a fast reprint of a particular pack. Um but it's possible. It's just not something I ever really kept kept all that much up with. Did you seem to find that, like were you looking at a list of packs when you were searching around and did were there any you just couldn't find? Or was it just you were looking for good opportunities?
0: I'll be honest with you, what I was doing a lot because of course <clears throat> there at one point I was buying all the games that Fantasy Flight was was putting out. Yep. So, with that one because it was one that I I have only ever played one or two times. Um, I, I attempted to play it with my wife, but I was like, I got like some rules confusion. She was getting bored, you know. She likes she likes playing, but she likes playing when she knows the rules. So there's always that little transition that's kind of difficult. Um, but um, basically, uh, I I would just sort of get get the the card packs when they would go on sale. And I have all but maybe four or five of them, which are all pretty new. Um, I mean, it, it's like some of the later ones I can because I have it all on a list. Like I don't have uh, mm-hmm. technological terror, desperate circumstances, trust in the force, uh, swayed by the dark side. Um, let me see if there's any older ones I don't have. I think there's only one other one it's a little older let's see uh, aggressive negotiations i think aggressive negotiations is the oldest one that i do not have nice so. very nice
1: so so yeah so that's good so and i and i'm right there with you on a having originally bought everything and now not doing so anymore and b uh, the 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 getting the wife into the games there are some things that she will play that she enjoys jumping into um these days it tends to be the deck building games more than anything else i'm hoping to get her into some of the tiny epic stuff but man I've told you about the first time I got her to play X-Wing.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where
1: where one of the rules I had to explain early on was make sure when you're maneuvering, you don't go off the edge of the map because then you'll self-destruct and explode. It's like committing suicide. So what does she do when she gets bored? She suicides all of her ships.
0: Right. Right. And and that's the thing. Yeah. It's a lot of flying, you know, when you're new with X-Wing where you're just like, we right now, we're just trying to learn to fly. <laughs> like, we're, don't even think about trying to shoot at each other you know um so i i get that it's, there's always learning curves and and some people are just like no i expected it to be like monopoly where i just go
1: <laughs> and not like monopoly where it just goes on forever
0: uh well yeah that's true yeah but Mono- it's it's reverse monopoly right where it's harder at the beginning rather than the end where monopoly you're like it's this is a great idea it's
1: pure competition oh sorry <laughs> the econ teacher just came out when you said opposite <laughs> of monopoly or monopoly <laughs> You know, there's such monopsony. thing as monopsony? That's when there's only one buyer, not only one seller. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like.
0: <sighs> <sighs> so anyway. That's how I can
1: get Kate to take a nap and be like, Kate, let me tell you a bit about the Consumer Price Index.
0: <laughs> so, all right, man. that's uh, that's what I got on that. Let's see. I know you. You just got you a big old spaceship.
1: I didn't just get a big old spaceship. The uh, the Executor, the Superstar Destroyer, finally arrived for Armada, and you can mm-hmm. see a video that I did on the YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/ChronoRadio, um, because it's it's freaking enormous. I mean, it's it's so large that basically there are two large bases for it with the little fins to stand it up. But you pretty much have to use. The um the the ship token that goes on the base that has like all the 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 details on it right. you pretty much have to use that because that is the only thing that's going to bridge those two bases and be sturdy enough that it's not gonna possibly fall over or have some issues standing with just the two bases uh, it just makes it a heck of a lot more stable um but yeah it's freaking enormous and it's so large that you can't even play some of the different versions of it some of the different options. For the Superstar Destroyer in a standard game, a standard game is three hundred points. One of the options just for that ship is four hundred and eleven points. Right. So yeah, uh, and, it's definitely for a bigger scale game, but it's it's nice. I haven't had a chance to really play around with it much yet. I'm trying to wait until Rebellion in the Rim or whatever it's called, the new expansion comes out, the uh-huh. new campaign, um, and hopefully it'll be playable with that. Um, but yeah, I mean it's I mean it's a gorgeous looking model. I mean it's very drab, of course, because it's all for the most part, gray, because that's what superstar Destroyers are. Um, but it's incredibly detailed, huge. Um, I'm not sure that for somebody who just wants to put it on their shelf, they're going to want to go out and spend the 200 bucks on it, or the 160 as was the case when I bought it through Miniature Market.
0: Right. Um,
1: but it's it's nice, and it's definitely, it almost feels like a, a must-have if you're going to be playing with Armada, because you're showing off all these ships like, look how awesome this Star Destroyer is, look how awesome this Star Destroyer is. And then you want somebody to be like, that's not a Star Destroyer this is a star destroyer blam and here comes your executor so um definitely worth it but uh holy crap it's enormous
0: right yeah Th- now, do you want to delve um, into um,
1: other um, tabletop news
0: oh uh i mean yeah i was i was just saying that's it, it's gorgeous i want one but i also uh, don't know where we have space for cuz a lot of times i'm like oh I want that, but we just don't have the space. And then next thing I know, like I, I don't get it right away because I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just I'll resist and then it won't be too long before we have it. <laughs> just, yep.
1: And, yep. I, and I do I do that all the time. Like, I don't know. I'm like, I know if I post on if I post on Facebook that I am considering getting something, uh-huh. everybody pretty much knows that within the next week I will have it. Right. Because I don't really do the considering part very well. <laughs> I do the pros. And the cons, but the pros almost always win because it's a compulsion.
0: Right, right. The, now, the one thing that I, I managed to hold off on, and and I'm pretty sure I'm not ever going to get, is that um, Jabba's cell barge. You know, I I strongly Ooh. considered that one, and it's massive. I was like, I don't have the space for it. It's, I mean, honestly, you know, no offense to anybody who bought one, but it's really not worth it. You know, I'm I'm just like. I'm gonna pass on it, and and so I never got it. I I mean, then again, who knows? Like down the road, when it ends up, I'm like, oh man, this is cheaper than when it was. Uh, you could originally pre-order it. Then I may end up becoming a sucker and getting one. But right now, that's not the case. So, um, uh, you so know, so but- glad
1: that I don't collect the t- the only action figures I think that I have now, except for the one of of my uh, uh, comic. Uh, the comic right. pack. I've got the Jaina Solo, Thrawn, and Afra uh, Black Series, at, whether it's 6-inch or whatever. Uh-huh. And then I've got the original Kyle Katarn figure from back in the day and uh, the smaller version of Afra. But I think that is all. Right. Uh, and those are basically just adorning the bookshelves at this point. Right, right. Yeah, I hear you on the space thing. I mean, the uh, that Star Destroyer basically takes up most of the width of one of my bookshelves. I've got it on top of the bookshelf. And mm-hmm. it's just freaking... Enormous. I mean, it's crazy, crazy yeah. long.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gorgeous, and I, I want one, but, you know. I mean, but then again, too, there, there's sometimes when then Christine discovers stuff, like when she found out that she could actually ride because she's below the weight limit on the kid's uh, land speeder. So she just tells me, I'm going to Toys R Us, <laughs> and I'm buying that land speeder. And now nice. in our dining room, uh, up against the corner. And I mean, if it's all right enough, uh, you know, to be out of the way, but yeah, we have a kid's land speeder that occasionally she's like, I can ride this. I'm going to r- drive it around the living room. And then our dog freaks out and tries to bite it. Um, nice. I wonder,
1: <laughs> I, since it's, I, I bet you my wife could probably fit under the same limit. I would bet money. So I bet you, I mean, we could get a couple of those and we could have like races, <laughs> I mean, you don't even need power just stick it on my driveway and then we could really do some uh, wagering for Cloud City Casino. that
0: would be a blast man oh that would be it's so good it's the racing Wives. yeah I think I think the uh, the weight limit's 130 pounds so um, dang
1: it I c- I used to be able to fit under that. Being my being a dad has a has, has definitely morphed the uh, the bodness I, I'd like All to right. think it's because I'm actually holding him when I'm on the scale, but that's not the case anymore.
0: That's fine, man. Yeah. We'll we'll get you back in uh, in racing shape, and we'll we we can have you as a a land speeder jockey. <laughs>
1: As opposed to race-watching shape, which can be any shape, Uh, (laughs) as we saw with Jabba, you know, heading up the pond. (laughs) Which is usually
0: more round. That's the shape. So anyhow, (laughs) we're our dad (laughs) Um, jokes are getting out of hand.
1: OK, so so news, news, uh, things I want to make sure we, we got in here because it's it's mostly interesting stuff. Uh, I don't think we mentioned it before. Uh, forgive me if we did. But uh, Armada actually does have new ships coming. The uh, Super Star Destroyer is out. Rebellion in the Rim is coming, that campaign expansion that doesn't have any new ships in it. But then they did announce two ships, though it's not much, uh, the Nadiri Starhawk, which is basically a ship from the uh, Aftermath books for the, the post-indoor. Uh, era, uh, but not all the way up necessarily into the sequel trilogy era. And then the Onager class Star Destroyer expansion, which makes me think it may have been named after the Donager with a D uh, from the uh, Expanse books. But the Onager is actually from, I believe it's the Rebel Files, one of those little um, uh, Dan Wallace written uh, in-universe books that initially got released with all the deluxe stuff like the uh, the special case. And all. I think this was the one that had a little projector that projected an image of the Death Star kind of thing. Um, But they at least announced two new ships for uh, uh, Armada, so Armada isn't dead, and that must have been why he was reacting a second ago, because it was Armada. (laughs) Um, uh, We also have uh, some news for um, Imperial Assault, which is interesting. So we know that Imperial Assault was not going to be putting out any more regular packs uh, for ally or villain packs or new expansions. So the physical components outside of the playmats was coming to an end and they were just gonna focus on the app and the maps. So the app at this point has the training mode, the original uh, was Flight of the Freedom Fighter, I believe, uh, campaign that was built into it that's original. And then it's got the app version of Java's Realm and Return to Hoth, uh, all of which with the app does like Mansions of Madness and allows you to play it as solo or co-op. They've now added a new mode. And this new mode kind of hybridizes what they've got left, the apps and the playmats, because what they've got now is what's called the raid mode. And you go into the raid mode and don't get too excited. It's not a raid mode. It's called <laughs> a raid mode. It doesn't come off as a raid in the traditional sense if you're thinking in terms of video games. Like for me, my main experience with raids is destiny. Nothing like that. It's more like a horde mode. It's basically six rounds of trying to survive onslaughts of enemies while gathering intel around a map. Um, and it uses a map that is much bigger than the standard map, and it uses pieces from any two, or each one uses pieces from two of the um, expansions. So you've got uh, the skirmish maps that, that are playmats, and those are basically just you know whatever map tiles were used for that particular skirmish map when you bought that ally or villain pack and saw the little information on there about putting it together and using the little skirmish map mission cards. In this case, it's not taking some pre-existing map it's creating a new map using pre-existing tiles that you could get from these two big expansions if you already own them or you could buy a playmat version of it that is much bigger now so the original skirmish map playmats were 26 by 26 inches these are the same size instead as the x-wing mats of 3 feet by 3 feet Um, But basically you jump in, you pick your characters, you have a certain amount of credits to buy stuff with from the Armory, you have a certain number of abilities you can turn on and that sort of thing. And then you dive into it and it randomly selects from your collection that you've told the app you own to figure out which enemies to send after you. And there's a normal normal mode and a hard mode um, so that basically you can change things up and you might use some of your elite versions a little more often. Um, It's an interesting new way to use old components. Um, with the maps being much bigger, it does seem like it is something a little bit more leaning towards trying to get people to actually just buy the freaking maps. Um, there's two of them so far. There's the Malisterian outpost raid. And then coming soon, there's the gray cap cantina raid. So the Malastarian outpost map uh, uses tiles from Bespin gambit and tyrants of Lothal, Uh cap cantina uses ones from twin shadows and heart of the empire. So there's no crossover in terms of which sets you're going to need for either one. Um, but uh, Cap Cantina isn't out yet, but it's coming soon. But as they're launching these, they're launching the playmat versions of them as well. Um, and the cost actually is $25. It's the same cost as the original playmats for the Skirmish missions, but they're bigger. So there's more <laughs> material. So you would think they'd be more expensive, but they're not. Um, I think it's pretty cool that they're adding new modes. Um, I still think the beauty of that app is the solo and and co-op stuff to be able to play through campaigns but it's cool to have another mode, and it's interesting that they're using this as a vehicle for, hey, you want to get some more rubber mats from us when it's mm-hmm. the only thing we're producing? Here you go. Um, yet still making it user-friendly enough that you don't actually have to own the play mat to do it. That's what I was concerned about. As soon as they announced it's like, oh, you're going to have to buy the mat to be able to play it. No, it's using existing components. If you've got the other big expansions, you can build it. It's just going to take a little while to build but you can build it. Um, That is one thing that I am finding that I'm really appreciating about Mansions of Madness, by the way. Uh, Whereas with Imperial Assault, the map pieces are like puzzle pieces, even teeny, teeny, tiny ones to go between other tiles to make it all fit together. Whereas for um, Mansions of Madness, they're all rectangular or square and they just rest against each other. So it's much easier to swap them out and putting it all together is done as you go along and it's much less of a pain in the butt. Um, I did find that when I went into the raid mode on the app to see what it was like, um, it really is – I mean it's just showing you what the map looks like and telling you what tiles to use, and you have to figure out where they all go to actually piece it together, which granted is the same as anything else. But you're doing it from an app in this case rather than looking at a piece of paper that has the whole map on it at once. So if you're going to do raid mode very often, you probably want to get the the playmats instead. I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. So you might remember that when X-Wing 2.0 launched, if you pre-ordered it, you could get a special damage deck. They were full-size cards instead of mini cards, and they all had the T-65 X-Wing on them. So basically, like, if it had a particular critical damage spot, like console fire, it would show you sort of a blueprint of the X-Wing, and in red, it would note and have a little marker showing where that damage would actually be in the ship itself. It's really kind of cool. Not necessary, but cool, because you get the regular damage deck. Well, they've taken that to the next level. And now they're gonna be putting out damage decks specific to each faction. Exact same effects as the regular damage deck. None of the text is changing. But what they're doing is something similar to what they did with the X-Wing. And they're making each one themed to basically um, show the damage on an iconic ship from that particular faction with a faction specific back to the card and making them regular size. So for instance, Uh, just to run them down, the Rebel Alliance will show damage on the Y-Wing, the BTL-A4 Y-Wing. The Galactic Empire damage deck is going to show all the damage on a TIE Interceptor. For Scum and Villainy, it's the Fang Fighter. For the Resistance, it's the T-70 X-Wing. For the First Order, it's the Special Forces TIE Fighter. For the Galactic Republic, it's the uh, Delta-7 Nether Sprite. And for the oddly enough, for the Separatist Alliance, it is the Vulture Droid. And they show the example on the website of Wounded Pilot and show where the Wounded Pilot would be on the Vulture Droid, which, you know, has no pilot. (laughs) So maybe they're just pointing out the droid brain. Um, But it's interesting. I mean, it's not necessary, but it's a nice little cosmetic thing, especially if you're typically playing as one particular faction, you wouldn't necessarily be buying all of them, which is kind of neat. So we have that coming for X-Wing. And then uh, I guess the last thing uh, I wanted to note here coming from uh, fantasy flight is that there's also, and they've done it again. You may remember our frustration over the fact that at celebration, Chicago, they had a special Darth Vader for star Wars Legion. It was a unique sculpt with a different piece of a uh, Darth Vader art, I believe on the unit cards, but otherwise it played the same. There were no new game components per se, right. um, but it was a pain in the butt to try to get it. Several people tried to get it for me. It was virtually impossible because of how they handled the distribution. We griped about that a lot on a previous episode. Now they're doing it again. Only this time it is for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now that they've launched the uh, Clone Wars era stuff. Come here. He's not liking the fact that they're doing this either.
0: Uh,
1: now they've now they've launched the Clone Wars stuff. They're doing one of these for uh, Obi-Wan for a uh, spiel. You may have heard of it as Essence. It's spiel in Essen, Germany. So sometimes it's called Essen Spiel, sometimes it's called Spiel, sometimes it's called Essen, but they're doing an Obi-Wan for that one. That is a a unique sculpt with unique art on the, uh, 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 which I'm gonna call them, the, uh, the unit cards. But nothing else that's different than what you would get with the normal Obi Wan. So uh, they are doing it again, but hopefully at uh, Spiel they will do it, you know, intelligently this
0: time or fairly. Yeah, I don't believe I don't believe it either, buddy. But but we can hope. <laughs> yeah, that's hope. I'm still quite disappointed in, in how that was handled, but I won't uh, I won't grip about it this time. Uh, anything else in the uh, tabletop? world or does that pretty much cover it
1: not in tabletop uh, the only mm. other thing i've got is i wanted to pass along some specifics on the uh, the arcade cabinet but that's not tabletop that's like that's like corner of the house where there's no room <laughs> as opposed right. to a tabletop
0: so so now did you pre-order it or do you have it now Because I'll be honest, I I I know about it. I pre-ordered. Okay. Um, It does not actually come out
1: until, um, basically it doesn't come out until uh, right around my birthday, as I recall. It comes uh, out in uh, October, and I'm actually taking a look now. Uh, There are two pre-order links that are up on the Arcade One Up site. Um, At the time that I pre-ordered, the only place to pre-order from was GameStop. Now there's a link to pre-order from Walmart, but if you click it, nothing seems to happen. Okay. So I don't know what the deal is with that. Um, but, yeah, that will be here soon. We've decided to put it in the hallway right outside my office door, though it will probably only be plugged up when we're using it because there isn't really an easy access plug unless you're dragging a cord across the floor. So, gotcha. um, but, yeah, I got that sucker pre-ordered. Um, for those who are interested in this thing, um, you can find information at arcade1up.com. That's one as the number one, but everything else, of course, has letters. Um, it does have the uh, pre-order information up there. It basically says, the Star Wars home arcade game features the artwork from the original arcade machine on the cabinet and the included riser. And that is a thing. Uh, These games usually are uh, much shorter, so you play it kind of while sitting down, unless you buy a riser to put underneath it. Some of these custom cabinets that are a big deal, like a limited edition big deal or a big franchise, um, they are actually including risers with them that are specific to the style of that, so it all looks like one seamless machine. Uh, So one is included for this one. Uh, the riser is about 15 inches tall, uh, says the just over five foot tall machine with riser comes with a light up marquee, full color, 17 inch display and dual speakers. These features combine with the real feel flight yoke, uh, which looks like the old one from the, uh, the the arcade, of course, and control buttons allow for endless hours of gaming. The Star Wars home arcade game is easy to assemble and comes with a clear deck protector. The Star Wars home arcade game features the original arcade versions of the classic games based on Star Wars A New Hope, Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back, and Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Uh, The first two are the vector graphic ones. Um, Return of the Jedi was a very different game. Um, The specs, basically, um, with the riser, it's going to be 20 inches deep, uh, 18.75 inches wide, and 60.8 inches high. With the riser again. Uh, It's 92 pounds um, does have all three games in the one. It's got the custom riser with it. It is a one-player game, of course, as the arcade game originally was. Uh, yes, the screen, that 17-inch color LCD screen, comes with it. Um, even when you're assembling everything, it is part of it. Um, along with the speakers and everything else, the light-up marquee. Um, it's going to keep track of your high scores and everything. It's got an anti-tip-over strap, kind of like you would put on bookcases and stuff like that. Uh, adjustable volume as needed. Um, uh, it does have its own off-on switch right there on the consoles. Bless you. Um, so yeah, it's it's a nice uh, nice setup, and it is um, a five hundred dollar unit um, that'll be available uh, on October fifteenth. Um, I'm probably more psyched for this than I've been for anything except the uh, Oculus Quest in recent memory because i loved this original arcade game i used to go to uh, showbiz pizza before it became chuck e cheese and play the hell out of uh, i guess it was the empire strikes back era version um just loved it um i'm excited to have it here at home i've seen these arcade cabinets a few times and thought about them but i've been like nope nope wait till there's a game that really deserves it well now there's this um Y'all think that's missing is the fact that you can't sit in it. But my understanding is they're actually thinking about a conversion kit that actually allows you to sit in it. Though oh, I'm not wow. sure if that's rumor or just uh, uh or, or something that's actually just, been announced as a possibility. Uh, but I know that that came up uh, a few times in discussion fairly recently. Wow. So yeah,
0: that would be it's cool. out there. Yeah. Um. So I actually pre-ordered something. Um. The limited run games. Um i'm I'm not sure I had never heard of it prior to this and if I'm not mistaken, it's a pretty new company but um they just what what they do is they'll take uh old video games you know from different systems and stuff like that, and they'll do reissues of them
1: or or they'll do new ones that aren't getting a physical release and give them a limited physical release if they were right. just a digital game right yeah right stuff so like both.
0: that. And, uh, and oftentimes they'll do it with like cool, uh, for instance, the cartridges, you know, instead of doing it as, as your typical gray cartridge, it might be like I'm looking at the Jay and Silent Bob one right now where they actually did a gray cartridge, a bright yellow cartridge, and then like a bright lime green cartridge. Um, so they'll do stuff like that. They recently did um, a couple games uh, in the Star Wars line. And they did the Empire Strikes Back for both the Super Nintendo and the Game Boy, as well as the N64's Shadows of the Empire. And they did regular versions of it, which came uh, in card backs, very reminiscent of, you know, what the card backs were for that time period. So for instance, the Game Boy and the Super Nintendo came in your more vintage style card backs, which was really cool. Um, but the part that just really sold me, I guess, probably the nostalgia of it was that the Shadows of the Empire actually came on that uh, Power of the Force purple card back that they used for the Shadows of the Empire action figures. Nice. Yeah. And it actually came. Now, the the two uh, other games, the, the Empire Strikes Back games, they were both a translucent red, the... Um, Shadows of the Empire came in a translucent purple. Now they did special edition versions of them, but to be honest with you, I didn't really see the value in it. Um, I, I really liked the the display packaging and everything for the for the standard versions. Um, the the special editions just sort of came in boxes. I mean, they were nice looking boxes or whatever, but they were pretty. You know, there was nothing like special about them exactly.
1: Well, I mean they. So, so I'm I'm looking at Shadows of the Empire uh-huh. Premium Edition. So, individually numbered, foil stamped, rigid box or rigid book style box. Um, the the game, obviously, oh. uh, a coin, an enamel pin, right. a booklet slash manual, um, and a certificate of authenticity. Yeah. So. It's one of those things where it's like it's like we see with a lot of the deluxe editions of games that are just regular retail games right? where it's like, oh, I want the deluxe edition. Oh, except for the little bit of DLC that I might actually use. What is all this crap that right. I just paid for?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just like first, like I love uh, the coins when, when people do the coins. It's uh, something real big. A lot of times I've noticed that like um, Star Wars clubs and stuff, if they'll, they'll do charity, there'll be charity coins. This one, first off, they only show you one side of the coin and it's literally just the uh the logo. Um, you know, just the the it's basically just a coin that says Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. And I find that kind of dull. So, I'm just like, okay, that's not really selling me. Uh honestly, I think the coolest thing in the whole pack is the uh the enamel pins. They and it's basically See, I've never
1: been, never been a pin guy. So so yeah. I'm sitting there back there like yeah yeah I don't care.
0: But right exactly. But it's not enough to sell me on it. Like I'm like okay right. that, that's kind of cool. Like it would be something that if it was like hey for five more dollars you can get this pin I might be like yeah okay I'll you know I'll I'll throw five dollars down. But not um for the like basically twice the price and you don't get the the cooler packaging. Right so.
1: So, so let's run through these real quick, just for uh-huh. those who are looking for these. Now, they're all sold out.
0: On yeah, unfortunately, sorry that games. we're a bit late on news. So, I wish I so, he
1: just basically got you all excited, and you can't get them. Well, there, uh, there is a little. They'll be eventually on eBay in places.
0: Well, there, um, there's actually something else too that I'll, I'll add here at the end that I think people should be even more excited for, but we'll, oh, we'll get okay. to that. We'll get to that.
1: So, so I'm looking at it right now, and it looks like there are a handful of products. So, you've got a New Hope Game Boy version. And uh, NES version. Uh, you've got Empire Strikes Back. Uh,
0: what? You said A New Hope. It's Empire Strikes Back.
1: They have A New Hope. What? Yes, they have A New Hope. Link Game that boy, to me, boy, because and...
0: I don't know about this.
1: Okay, okay. See, now I'm now I'm gonna make him be like, no, no, my obsession. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. So you got, uh, and I, these maybe have been released at different times. Maybe that's why they're just now popping up. It looks like that's the case. So you have a new hope, and you have on Game Boy and NES, and you have Bounty Hunter on PS4, okay? Uh, both of those having regular versions and premium versions, and there was a bundle that included all of them. It says June 28th bundle, um, whatever the June 28th was. And then you've got uh, the ones you were talking about, which is Empire on NES and Game Boy, though you said Super Nintendo, it's not Super Nintendo. Um, oh, you're right. It seeing. is
0: regular Nintendo. And I then you got
1: the uh, the N64, of course, Shadows of the Empire. Um, so again, another six because there's a premium version and a regular version of each of those. Now, did and then the, there is the a new bundle hope come out those. first?
0: Say so what? Did the new? Uh, are you able to see the the times? I'm I'm curious. Uh, uh, if... Well,
1: I can tell you that the bu- there's a bundle for for uh-huh. Empire and Shadows. And that one is labeled as the July 26th Star oh, Wars okay. Mega Bundle. Yep. So I'm saying, so whereas June the right. June 28th Star Wars Mega Bundle was the one with the New Hope and Bounty Hunter in it. Well, oh, so, dang.
0: So that came out before. I didn't even realize that had come out first. So, because. And I'm not seeing
1: anything that actually has a specific release date on the page for the product itself, unfortunately. But I would assume
0: yeah, that probably, given
1: those, that, yeah. But yeah. yeah, so they've got all of those, and then they also sell. Um, protect protective cases that you can put the uh classic editions or the regular i guess the the regular versions into to protect them um so they don't get damaged like you would put like an action figure perhaps that's on card into a protective in protective case Uh, and there was also a bundle that had uh also on june 28th oddly enough yeah i know Um, That was a bundle that had, uh, what is this? It's both versions of Bounty Hunter plus both versions of Mercenary Kings, um, which is not a Star Wars game, of course, but which got uh, two different versions, a steelbook version and a regular version for PlayStation 4 through limited run. Um, And they've got a lot of different games. I, I, I became aware of these guys whenever I think it was something, it may have been the, power rangers fighting game that came out recently uh-huh. where where they were advertising the fact that you know here's a place to get this special version or, or something it was some game that i was sort of vaguely interested in that i knew was coming digitally that i was like oh well hey this is actually gonna come in physical form that's kind of neat uh, or night trap when night trap got a special version for the switch as opposed to digital um that old sega cd game coming back again um I'm not actually seeing the Power Rangers, so maybe you know. But then again, there's like six pages to scroll through, and no, I'm not going to do that. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so it's it's very cool. So here's my question to you though: One, do you still have the system to play any of these, and are you going to, or are you going to leave them in the packaging? I'm assuming you're going to leave them in the packaging because of what they are right and that if you wanted to play them you would just get an old version of it or something but i'm curious like what is your plan is there a master plan
0: so these are for me these are just uh collectibles right like i have the games on a couple of formats um i either have them uh, in their original because i actually have all the the original systems. so i i either have those systems and i can play them that way if i wanted or uh for a lot of these games i have them digitally so no no real interest there for the actual playing them but as someone who loves these games uh and and loves uh, like i'm a sucker for collector's editions. so i you know i'm like hey I, I think that's something awesome they did i i want i want one um i'm really for the for me the like for instance the the bounty hunter game I'm not like I don't really care about that. It, it's just not. A, I mean, like I love the game, right? But I'll. It's more the the cartridges that I like to collect. I'm not uh, something about like a having like a collectible uh, PS4 or PS2 game or something like that. Is just like okay, all right, that's that's fine. Like it's a it's your standard one. I mean, sometimes like the the I think the difference might be as if they would have done them in uh, steel cases. But, right, and they did some, but not the Star Wars. I, I would note right. here, just
1: just I think you're probably in good shape with the Bounty Hunter thing, because with all the other ones, it looks like the regular version is limited to only 3,000, and they're all region-free, by the way. Right. Um, I think the, the their classic or the regular version on the card, like you're talking about, limited to 3,000. The premium version limited to 2,000, but for Bounty Hunter, it was 7,500 for regular, and it was a... Uh, Three thousand for the the limited edition and or the 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 you know the premium version and really the regular version didn't even look like it was anything special it was just the fact that it was put onto a disc in a case right. whereas when it, when Bounty Hunter was re released for the PS4
0: it was just digital right. Right. So uh I, I'm I'm You definitely bummed got about the cooler the, stuff, especially with shadows. Well, but I want the A new hope ones. I didn't get those. So that um, Oh Lord, here we go. Right, 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 right. Because I, I didn't know I didn't realize they did it beforehand because the way that they announced it, like I want to say I found it on the Star Wars website. And I was like, What? Let I mean get this? Yes, I'll hop on that. And I literally did not know or had not heard that they were doing or that they had done the, the original versions until just now you telling me and i'm like this breaks my world what's going on damn it (laughs) um so because i'm i'm looking there's not a lot of them listed uh for those a new hope versions and like the only one i'm seeing right here scrolling through ebay is uh 88 dollars and i'm like oh man i see
1: i see one in australia of the game boy version of a new hope but it's uh Thirty bucks shipping, just about, and it's over a hundred dollars.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. You you may be able to find it, but
1: (laughs) But you're, you're feeling now what all of us home video people are feeling because you know there was that big news recently of a look. They're going to re release all 10 of the live action films and they're going to have a digital copy with them for the first time. They're all going to be part of that multi screen edition coming from Disney because it's coming from Walt Disney Home Video for the first time instead of 20th Century Fox Home Entertainment for six of them. Ooh, it's a big deal. They're coming. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like the listings have disappeared everywhere. Yeah. That's... Except now they're appearing on Walmart's website. And Walmart has done stealth reissues before. Mm-hmm. They did reissues a few years ago that were original releases from both 20th Century Fox Home Video or Home Entertainment and Walt Disney Home Video. That not only were just original releases with new slip covers in most cases, but included, even in the 20th Century Fox Home Entertainment ones, a Walt Disney home video single DVD of volume one of Forces of Destiny. The only time Forces of Destiny has ever been on home media ever. And it got no fanfare whatsoever. It was in the store and then disappeared that holiday season. Hardly anybody knew about it. So now everybody's kind of freaking out because we have a supposed yeah. release date. And on September 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, I guess I'm going to be haunting freaking Walmart with Cade
0: <laughs> trying to
1: find these if they really exist.
0: Right, right.
1: Because um, even calling them, they don't know. So it's, it's that with, – with collecting, I find that it's either – there's a, a certainty that's needed. Even if you don't have something, uh-huh. knowing it's out there. Allows the hunt to feel real and to feel like it has a purpose, even if it can be frustrating not to find it or to find it at the right price range. But having it be something where there was like a lack of information that especially when it seemed like something just wasn't publicized that should have been, as in the case with this and your example – is incredibly frustrating because it feels like somehow the hunt has been subverted in a way it's there's not, I don't think there's a rational reason for it. I think it's just right. an emotional thing, but it's uh, from a collector's side. I, uh-huh. I feel your pain. Cause I know how you must be feeling seeing that there was another one of these out there. It's like when I found like my, you know, 30th freaking copy of Spaceballs or something.
0: Right. Right. So I am actually looking, I actually do like the, the bounty hunter version um, of the, the, limited collector's edition so it does have uh it's has a steel book um and the steel book looks really nice it's brown you know has the the cover the way that uh it was originally done and then on the back it's just the um what do you call mythosaur skull and then the actual uh case itself that everything is in is just black with the mythosaur skull uh, in blue, and then the the border and everything is in blue, and then it actually has a uh, Django Fett helmet enamel pin. That I think is actually a much better uh, set, like a um, uh, collector's edition. Than the other one that they did. So that's kinda
1: Yeah, it is it is definitely slicker looking. Yeah, oh, maybe that.
0: So and
1: and less limited. So three thousand. So you may be able to find that um maybe a little more easily. I don't imagine there was as much demand for that as there would be for the classics, because those classics, even if the games weren't as good, they still have such a nostalgia factor. You know, right. The NES, Game Boy, yeah, Shadows of the Empire, yeah. And be like, Hey, you want, you want, you want Bounty Hunter? Like, right. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. I guess
0: right sure.
1: throw it in the bag
0: yeah and i mean look i can definitely find these games it's just how much do i want to pay for them you know what, what uh how much of an uh upsell or whatever you want to say um am i going to have to pay for these games but um now so here's the one good thing because of course people who didn't know about it, it's like well he's complaining about these three i didn't get any of the the six that are out do not fret because the best game is yet to come. So just kind of keep an eye out for it, but they are actually going to be doing episode 1 racer and I am stoked for that one.
1: For the N64? Yeah. Nice. Now now see, I really enjoyed episode racer at the time. Uh-huh. I got to be honest with you. The most fun I've actually had doing Star Wars racing though, I think was probably and I know people will laugh. I think it was the Connect game.
0: Oh, really? Okay. I thought you were going to say... Because the way um, that
1: you use the motion controls to, to actually... It, like It tracked fairly well for the motion controls to actually control it as if you were holding both of the handlebars. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that'll be fine. I've been waiting for something like that to come up on a a VR platform. Uh, uh-huh. The Because clo- you, you play something like Wipeout VR and it's friggin' amazing. Um, surely some of these older Star Wars concepts can be retooled. I mean, you don't need a big story in some big... You know extravaganza to be like okay well here's a racing game in vr here you're in a pod racer that's it you could even take this game a- and retool it the way they did with um with Wipeout, and be like you know what here you go it's an old game but hey it's vr now so you'll buy it again but you know which one no. i actually
0: thought you were going to say though because like the connect one I, I can't really say too much on that uh although I, I will say that it's funny that i've I've seen when people were talking about um the episode one racer or whatever i've actually seen images or they would use images from, uh, the Connect racing game, which I thought was kind of funny. Nope, but,
1: nope, not the same game, son.
0: But I thought you were gonna say the Super Bombad racing, in which case it's like, oh, oh my god. god. No. <laughs> so, that game was Bombad. <laughs> so yeah, bomb keep an eye out really on that. Bad. I'm really hoping they do. Um, I, I think the best color that they could go with for for the uh, case would be a yellow. I just think that would look really slick. But we'll see. I, I, I mean, they haven't shown us anything yet for uh, what that's going to look like. But I am stoked. I'm,
1: I'm just I'm waiting for the one where it's like the uh, it, it's kind of like one of those singing games but uh-huh. where, where you have to say something in a certain cadence. But instead, you're having to emulate the uh, the voices of Jar Jar and the Neimoidians and such. Um, I believe it was called Episode One Racist. I'm sorry. All right, I'm sorry. So anyhow, move
0: along, move along.
1: He's like, he's like, no, that wasn't worth it. You did, you went a long way to get to that joke, and it just went. (laughs) It went splat like Mace Windu going out the window. No, he's not alive.
0: (laughs) Ouch. So anyhow, uh, the other there's a couple other things. Uh, one I'll mention quickly is that there have been leaks. You can go over to a couple of different sites. Uh, the one I'm seeing right now is Odin's Toy Chest, but I know it's also on Yak Face, uh, and then also uh, it, it all originated from a Instagram account which was at Kylo Collector, and they actually have images for the Triple Force Friday Black Series figures. And if you're saying, well, what does that got to do with video games? Uh they are uh Cal Kestis, the the main character from uh the game, you know. Jedi Fallen Order? Yeah, Jedi Fallen Order. Uh they they've got a black series figure for him as well as the second sister coming, and they both look really, really good. Um so I'm excited on that. I I actually there's yeah, what's up? So if so
1: if if Kestis is going to be just a regular, you know, here's the release for this Triple Force Friday thing, uh-huh. then what is the exclusive figure for GameStop for pre-orders
0: of the game? So to my knowledge, there has been nothing released on that. My uh, thoughts are what we'll probably end up with for the game is the Purge Trooper. Okay, that'd be cool. Yeah. That's I I I really think it's although be it's purge not Trooper. really
1: specific to that game because the purge troopers showed up in um gosh, it, what was it
0: called Charles the, the, the mobile game oh really what? I didn't know it was already in a mobile game
1: the purge yeah the purge troopers were in uh, uprising that was the that, those were the main foes in uprising
0: I don't remember uprising They're man not new. And, and nobody else does either so <laughs>
1: that's true that's true even the creators of uprising are like we made this 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 like Diablo cloney app Star Warsy thing, but we didn't get to finish the story, so hell with it. <laughs> well, let me tell you about crystal exchange rates. I'll I'll write you a two hundred uh, word paper. Yeah, we we, we struggled with how to
0: actually words. take your money. I know, I know. It should be, it's like the the main thing of uh, uh, mobile games, but we didn't do it so well. So our bad. Um,
1: you want to talk about micro transactions? Our revenue was very micro. For <laughs>
0: micro transactions and we it is very micro on how many transactions Our whole micro we, t- we,
1: we, we mis targeted micro we blame it on bob in accounting <laughs> he just didn't understand the terminology but we have explained it to him now it's okay
0: oh so i hear he moved over to ea and helped develop oh, too. God. <laughs> no no ea knows all about how to get your micro transaction money so well or at least how how to put it out there um I don't know what was it
1: their surprise opportunities or (laughs) surprise (laughs) mechanics or whatever
0: right right all right so anyhow enough of that the other thing and this is something that I, I thought we might talk about more and I think might be a little more up your alley is the Jedi Fallen Order art book that has just been recently announced did you see this
1: Uh, I did, but ironically, this is not up my alley all that much. I typically don't pick up the art books for the movies or for the games. Okay. um, Unless there's something really special about them as far as the the behind-the-scenes stuff that I'm really interested in. Like, the last one I picked up and I really got into Uh was the one for the original The Force Awakens. Okay. Or not The Force Awakens, The Force Unleashed. I keep doing that. I always do that. Um, But TFU uh, was the last one that I really got into. And honestly, I I, got to confess here. I'm finding myself less and less drawn into the video game aspect of things now, primarily because I don't get the chance to play. Right. Um, I can play on my quest when everybody goes to sleep because I can go in the kitchen and do it. Right. right. I can play the tabletop games when everybody's asleep because I can go in Cade's room and set up a card table and play Uh, or do it in the living room. Mm -hmm. The the actual console games, I have almost no opportunity to play because unless it's a very kiddie game – it runs the risk of him screaming or freaking out the entire time I'm playing it like i was in the middle of i learned that lesson with titanfall 2 when i was just walking around in the mech not even doing anything shooting the weapon and he was spazzing out so i don't know if he'd handle it better now is it just the sound but i kind of i don't know i don't know if it's the sound or if it's the visuals or 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 what it is and maybe it was just the sound and and he was a bit younger i'm but I haven't had a chance to really try it again. Right. I'm hoping that when Jedi Fallen Order comes out, just by the very nature of the fact that he's familiar with Star Wars sounds and imagery and, and everything like that from um, seeing some of the films with me and seeing Resistance and whatnot, that that'll be something I could just play and he'll just enjoy watching as I play it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but a lot of the games that I've tried so far, at least that are non-VR, um, he's he's not really dug. Um, yeah. you may uh, have the to- only thing he's really watched... Without fussing, has been uh, my wife playing the the re-updated or whatever it is remastered Spyro
0: stuff. Right. Um, well, so what I would I, suggest—heaven
1: forbid—I get a chance to play any PlayStation VR games anymore. That never happens.
0: So what I would suggest Nate, is is try try plugging in some headphones and seeing how that works. You know what I mean? Like like maybe <laughs> it's uh you know run the sound through your headphones so it's not going through your TV, and um, see how he deals with that.
1: I could. I could. I'm hoping that by the time Jedi Fallen Order comes out, he he'll be in a position where he'll just enjoy watching it. And I might be able to have him in his playpen or something next to me. And I could even go back to streaming because I haven't streamed anything in ages. Right. Um, granted, you know, Battlefront two war on me to the point where I wasn't going to stream it anymore. But I haven't had a chance to stream anything else really either. Um, it just hasn't been on the radar because there's just not enough time in the day. It's it, it's. And I want and I don't want it to sound only like this is a matter of time and availability. It's it is a fundamental priority shift that's that 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 has sort of reshaped a lot of my priorities, including that kind of stuff. So I like like, I'm even to the point now with the books where I'm like, you know what, I sold off most of the legend stuff except the stuff I wanted to keep. I've still got the canon stuff. I almost want to just make more space and just sell those off and just replace them with ebooks in case we need them for beyond the films. Um. There's just a, a a fundamental shift in my outlook mm-hmm. that uh, I think is probably to be expected, but that has caused me to feel like at least when it comes to the topics of this show, I find myself leaning way more towards the tabletop than towards the video games. And that wasn't usually. I mean, that was maybe dictated by the lack of video games to some degree before. Well, but that yeah. would not have been the case previously. I would have been the one jumping up and down for Jedi Fallen Order, and being like, "Let's get through that. You know, let's get through all the." Oh, the tabletop gave me stuff, so we could talk about that. Um, right, right. So I don't know. I, no, I mean I, I, I hear took you us on the side there. Just, yeah. so, but yeah. So I saw the book. It looks interesting. It's probably not one that I'm going to pick up. I will, okay. of course, be picking up the game, though. I'm still looking for the super duper uber edition, well, or whether or not it's just going to be the two editions that are out there now, um, so I can order it um, uh, digitally. Which, by the way. If you, like me, have a PlayStation 4 Pro whose optical drive, whose disk drive is dying and stops recognizing disks, rather than sending it off for them to fix it so that it can just break again or uh, anything like that, sit it vertically and put your disk in. And once it recognizes the disk, sit it back down flat. It works every time. I wish I had known that before I wound up with two PS4 Pros. Hmm. Anyway, um, I digress a yeah. lot. I apologize. No,
0: Tell so, us
1: about the art book, and, and, yeah. and let's have
0: some so, goodness. I mean, honestly, my biggest thing with this art book, right, is looking at it, we don't see what the, the standard edition's going to look like. Um, But I, I will say, I really like the look of the, the limited edition one. You know, it's got, like, the nice slip cover and everything like that. But I really, really have to question why they feel like this is uh 80 i mean just the, the standard edition well, is going to be 40 bucks and i could see this this being 40 dollars. but jesus
1: well you've got the limited edition prints plus you've got the slip cover plus it's in print and just in general print book prices are tending to be higher um a lot of cases thanks to the fact that you know they're not producing as many of them and, and in the, the production cost as far as economies of scale and that sort of thing um but I don't know, yeah, I definitely think that $80 is too much. Yes. I will say that I just looked it up on the Barnes & Noble website, uh-huh. and the Barnes & Noble price is uh, 56 which is still a lot. Right. But to compare that, um, what was it called? Uh, Stormtroopers, uh, gosh, what was that book called? Um, Beyond, Behind the Helmet or Under the Helmet or something? Uh, here it is. Uh, from Stormtroopers, uh, Beyond the Armor. Uh-huh. Um, well, never mind. I was about to make a comparison of that because of the size of it, maybe they were similar. No, it was originally 45 and now you can get it for 15 Right. So, yeah.
0: yeah. So so maybe we'll see big price dips from what their MSRP is, but I was just like, geez, $75, because the thing is, I mean, even looking at $40 for the standard edition, right, I mean, it's going to be just the standard book, you can get, get, like, The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, Rogue One, like, you can get those art books for, like, $20 on Amazon, so... It's like what? Why? Why do they think the video game's gonna sell for twice as much? But I don't know. Maybe there's a difference between the um, the MSRP and and the actual selling price. I don't know. That was well, just. I'd say my... it also
1: depends on how much of it there actually is that's in book form and how much is just the art. Right. Um. Because some of the art books have been just pretty much straight up art with little captions and stuff to go with them, just quick little blurbs. Whereas something like. Uh, the art and making, I think it was called, of The Force Unleashed, that had substantial text to go with it. Um, so it really depends. Like, is, is art of almost a misnomer because there's much more to it than that? But I also find that looking at it, it looks like it's coming from, and I'm not seeing a, it lo- so the, okay, that doesn't make sense. That can't be right. Um, it's telling me on Barnes & Noble that the publisher is Dark Horse Comics.
0: No, that's true. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Dark Horse Comics is um, the one who's-, who's so it in the by Lu-
1: by Lucas Limited and Respawn Entertainment, published by Dark Horse Comics.
0: Right. No, um, they've been doing a lot of that. A lot of the stuff, I mean, I know- what? uh Yeah, Dark Horse, uh, they're doing some, uh, they're putting out some stuff. I mean, it, you know, they're doing the distribution. Same thing with- um, For what? Im- uh, not Image Comics, but- uh, It's just—it's a lot of—it's just resources, you know. Like, like these people have. It's
1: not that—it's not that this is a licensed Star Wars product licensed to Dark Horse per se. This is a Star Wars product that needs the distribution chain of someone, and they've used Dark Horse Comics, and they're just the outlet, kind of like that. Not because I'm reading this as as similar to okay, well, here's this game by Respawn that's being published by EA. As opposed to, here's this game by Respawn, published by EA, that's being sold by, you know, you know, whatever it's called, Limited Run Games or something. You know, mm-hmm. so is, I don't, know, it just, it's weird. The idea that Dark Horse Comics would be tied into this again, I just that that struck, came out of nowhere. I had no inkling at all that Dark Horse had anything to do with anything Star Wars at all anymore.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's just like you know, uh, IDW's doing some Star Wars comics as well.
1: Yeah, but IDW has the license for the kid Star Wars comics and that's been a thing since the same time you know that with with Marvel launching. That right.
0: But I'm just is saying I think, just, you know, think this is sort of Okay, a it's similar. a new deal.
1: It's alongside it. Okay. But this was a previous publisher now all of a sudden having some stuff yeah. after how big a deal it was that they lost it?
0: Sure, but when they don't have the license? Sure, but they're not like telling story. I mean, this is this is a different thing from actual comics. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 a, a published book or whatever, but it's an art book for a game. But if, it's, but
1: if it's a book, wouldn't it then be coming through Dorling Kinderly? Wouldn't it be coming through um, Del Rey? I mean, there are other companies that have licenses for Star Wars books, even Becker and Mayer and stuff like that. Um, or, uh, uh, oh gosh, what are they called? Um, the Oh, uh, is it Fun Studio or whatever? I mean, there's a lot of different companies that have Star Wars book publishing licenses. Mm-hmm. Why Dark Horse, a comic company doing this? Just kind of a tangent, just I that very much surprises me to right. see dark and i i wonder if the pricing structure has anything to do with the fact that this is not the standard publisher for this stuff that we've seen before maybe it's a publisher side of things like when you go on the kindle and you go to buy a uh, an ebook a lot of times it says you know price set by publisher where it's decided upon by the publisher uh, and that is just it's kind of like the msrp um You're just kind of stuck with whatever it is unless you yourself
0: want to offer a discount. It just seems seems bizarre to me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean i i don't know the the specifics to it i just figured it was one of those things where star wars is such a big brand they're like hey we, we've got to get other people to to get this stuff out here let's throw know. you a freaking bone here <laughs> right right so it's like this
1: this is no no because because this is pity this is the oh you missed a license here you
0: go <laughs> it's just to rub it in like here you yeah. go here's yeah, some yeah. Here, here's a couple here. scraps uh so anyhow that way
1: if there's microtransactions advertised in it they'll blame you ouch
0: that's all we've got for this episode if you want to hey maybe you've got some more information on this you know something that we don't uh go ahead and let us know you can you can reach us over cloud City casino uh on facebook twitter and uh we also have the uh, cloud city casino at gmail email address uh we haven't heard from anyone in, in a little while so go ahead and hit us up and we can talk about it on our next show uh i can just be found at morris Isley, and nate can be found in an array of places tell them about that nate well you can find my youtube channel that is dot youtube.com
1: slash chrono radio chrono like chronology all is one word with chrono radio um you can find me on patreon patreon.com slash nathan p butler and uh, you can find me over on you know, you know Facebook and such, uh, facebook.com slash Nathan P. Butler author and so on and so on. Uh, in fact, you can find my newest book on Amazon. Uh, it is the relaunch of uh, a book that I actually have put out previously. It's a new edition, a refined edition of Greater Good that now includes my long out-of-print, previously-only self-published novella, Echoes. So you can look up Greater Good and Echoes as one phrase on Amazon and for a pretty decent price, especially for the ebook version, you can get my time travel and Telepass greater good novel and my murder mystery with a sci-fi-ish twist at times, uh, echoes in one volume from uh, Arc Beetle Press. Uh, and new news coming soon, by the way, on something else I'll be involved with from Arc Beetle Press. But I have to wait until they actually announce some uh, some big news before I can announce some cool news with that. But uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm a little bit of everywhere. And of course, the saga on home video is also available on uh, Amazon, though. I'm slowly, slowly working on a, a new edition. I actually had the chance to take like 100 plus photos the other day. Not sure when I'll edit them and enter
0: them so that they're all full color. But
1: <laughs> I promise I'm working on it. Kind of.
0: Sweet. All right. Well, uh, also, just another thing. Uh, if you want to leave us a, a review on whatever podcast catcher you're you're listening to us on uh specifically itunes that seems to be the the main place you know we can uh go ahead and and read that review and thank you at the time Uh, one 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 star why is the baby the most articulate of all three of them one star i mean look fair (laughs) Um, (laughs) oh that's all i got man so
1: nothing else to be said don't you usually say and remember, or blah,
0: blah, blah? Uh, whatever. I, always, I change I it up. say let the Wookiee win. I change it up. Yeah, it yeah up. see, there you go. He's like, God, Dad. It's different I know. every time.
1: No, you botched it. Fine. Fine. Since he won't launch us into it, just. I, I got you. I got you covered. Let the Wookiee win. i Just just let the one-year-old win Because he's going to anyway <laughs> Yeah,
0: pretty much Alright, buddy, you go change that diaper I will, now that I've been Smelling it for the last five minutes <laughs> Alright,
1: bub let, let the dookie win Dang yeah, ooh. <laughs> Sweet Jesus, that was just a fart.
0: We're going to have Whoa. so many great outtakes on this episode. Whoa, baby! Yeah, I'm sitting here. I'm like, oh, Lord, he shat.
1: <laughs> and then, no, that was just a baby <laughs> fart. Whoa, baby. Dang, boy. you got to go around the other side. I'll give you some more crunchers, but you cannot be doing that. I know you don't understand. That's why I'm trying to just give you some crunchers, feed your habit. You want to buy some crunchers? Okay. Yep, yep. Whereas Great Cap Cantina uses map tiles. That. Could you say- Dude, <laughs> you got my phone. My phone. I like this guy. Or the old, uh, what's the president of the United States? The. Mm, mm,
0: mm, mm, or no. <laughs> President of the United States? I don't know which one that was. No, but, but I know. Um, there once was a boy. Hum- I don't know. The only version of that hum- I know is Headline
1: News from Weird Al. So <laughs> <laughs> That's how I do a lot of songs before I ever knew the songs. I'm oh, just, my God. Just putting that.
0: That's great. This is how you know we've not recorded in over two months.
1: <laughs> no kidding, because we're just like, like, it's a pressure valve. This, this part is over. Is-